it's pretty easy getting high. Usually the point of getting high is to stay that way for a while. But what do you do when you need to get unhigh in a hurry? Israeli author Edgar Carrot had an idea about that. So I remember my brother actually started the legalized marijuana movement in Israel. And he told me once that if you get too stoned, you should eat something sweet because the sugar, the sugar rush will make, you know, the, make it go down and you feel better. This week on Barefaced, a young author on his first paid gig. Edgar Carrot and a series of unfortunate decisions. So I'm going to tell another story and I would... Like, I would have loved to tell a, a d- drunk story, like a drinking story about myself, but the, pro- the thing with me, I, I don't like alcohol enough, and potentially I could have been a, a social drinker, but usually when there are people around, I'm too stoned, you know, to, <laughs> to drink. <laughs> so so I, I could go for two, you know. I could either tell a pot story about myself, or I could tell a drinking story about my father, so my late father. So which one would you want to hear? Pot? Okay, what? Okay. There are a bunch of them, but but, but, uh, I'll tell you a pot story about about, uh, my my first uh, paid reading. Uh, because like when I became a writer, then sometimes they would let me uh, read in places, you know, and sometimes they wouldn't get up and leave right after five minutes, but, but they never paid me. You know, in, uh, in Israel, it's not very common that they pay you for reading, and one day they called me, and there is this uh, little town in the north, and uh, they wanted me uh, to go and do readings there, and they said, we pay you. It wasn't enough, enough but it was kind of, I felt very professional, and they said, uh, it's, it was kind of a, an event company. They said, we're gonna uh, send a car to take you there, and it felt even more professional. And I was waiting downstairs, and this really beautiful van stopped. And I got on the van, and the, the driver, uh, as we were driving, kind of was very friendly, you know. And he said to me, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure. And he said, so how am I driving? How am I driving? And I said, you drive really well. And he said, oh, thank you, thank you. And then like, he took a turn, and we went down to the highway. And he said to me, I'm still driving well. And I said, yeah, yeah, you're driving wonderful. And he, he said, oh, thanks. You know, I'm really happy to hear that, you know. And as we went along, every time, like, he passed the vehicle or, you know, or had to take a turn, he would say, that was good, right? That was a good right turn, right? <laughs> and I said, sure, yeah, it, it was amazing. And, <laughs> and, and at some stage, I said, why are you asking me that? We said, well, you know, to be honest, it's my first day on the job. You know, and I don't want to fuck up. I just don't want to fuck up. And I said, yeah, you're not going to fuck up. You're a great driver. And he said, you know what? I think that I could do better. And I said, you couldn't do any better. Really, really, you're as good as it gets. <laughs> and just to kind of ease him down, I said, look, this is also my first day on a job. You know, I, it's the first paid reading that I'm going to. So it's your first and my first. And you, you're going to drive beautifully. And I'm going to speak beautifully. And it's all going to be cool. And he said, you know what? I have an idea. And I said to him, what? He said, how about we smoke a joint? <laughs> and then, you know, we'll be relaxed, you know? And I'll drive even better. And, you know, you'll be at ease when you go on stage. And it will be kind of a good for the both of us. And I said to him, eh, look, I don't think it's a good idea that I smoke both before reading because, you know, like, I'll be maybe, like, stoned and... 
And I don't know about your driving, but if you think your driving will improve if you, and you'll be less stressed, you can smoke a joint. And he said to me, it doesn't work this way. It doesn't work this way. And I said to him, why? He said, well, because when I smoke, you know, I drive better, but I get a little paranoid. And, and if I get be stoned, you know, while driving better, I say, wow, this guy is going to call my boss and say that I smoked pot. And then they're going to fire me. And I said, oh, OK. So he said, but you know what? If you just take a puff, then you couldn't call him anymore, would you? And I said to him, yeah, but you know, maybe, I don't know, one puff you say, and he said, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really mild, it's really mild. And so I said, okay, one puff, really mild. I wanna help the guy, you know? I wanna see, I wanna see a person driving better than that, you know? So, so I said, okay, sure, I take one puff, you know? And he said, yeah, take one puff, it's really mild. And I took one puff, and you know, and actually tasted really good, you know? So. I thought, you know, and it smiled, you know, so I took kind of a few puffs, you know. <laughs> and, and the guy said, isn't it good, isn't it good? And I said, yeah, it is. And we kept driving. He said, don't I drive better? And suddenly it seemed as if he, he was <laughs> driving better. But the problem happened when we reached the venue because, because uh, when we reached the venue, I was able to open the door, but I wasn't able to leave the car. <laughs> and, and, and I thought to myself, wow, you know, maybe, like, maybe I can yell, and I know we can do the event around the van, you know? <laughs> but but then, then the guy said to me, come on, get out of the car. And I said, I can't. He said, you can. It's really mild. It's really mild. And I said, okay. So I got out of the car, and the event was like, it was like in a building where you had to climb a lot of stairs. And I saw all the people kind of going up. And it looked easy when he did that. <laughs> but I wasn't that sure of myself. And I said, Edgar, you know, this is your first reading. You don't want to fuck up. You better, like, you know, if you're going to go and, you know, be stoned and you fall, you know, I don't know, it's not a good start. You got to play it safe. So I, I started uh, climbing the stairs on my fours. And at some stage, like, I, I want to kind of keep going up, but I see this kind of skirt and and they like uh, women legged in front of me, and I look up, and this woman says to me, are you Edgar? And I said, yes, and she said, oh, I'm, a, I'm Lily, I, I'm the event manager. And I said, oh, pleased to meet you, and I kind of raised my hand and I almost fell, because when you're on your four, it's not a good position to shake hands. And she was like kind of very natural about it, you know, and uh, <laughs> And she, and, she, and she said, would you like to see the venue first? And I said, sure. And you know, in a few steps more, I was already standing, you know, so everything kind of seemed a little better. And, uh, and, I, and it was really like, it was kind of a full hall because it was a small town. They didn't have anything better to do. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I got on stage and I said, you know what? Like, if I got over the stairs beat, you know, everything's going to be easy now. And I was kind of a sitting and you know and the light went on and i said oh i'm going to read to you from my for my first book it's my debut book and i'm very happy to be here and i opened the book and i looked and i i i, I couldn't see what's written in it like i mean i saw that there was something in it but it kept changing you know <laughs> like you look at the word you know and it says like bread a, a dog a, like you know and i said like you know like i should be consistent you know so so I remember my brother actually started the legalized marijuana movement in Israel. 
And he told me once that if you get too stoned, you should eat something sweet because the sugar, the sugar rush will make, you know, the, make it go down and you feel better. And, uh, and uh, I thought, you know, okay, like, it's my first reading, I don't want to fuck up, you know, so, so I better eat something sweet. But I was already on stage and the light was on me and, <laughs> and I said, before I start, uh, I, just, I was wondering, like, does anybody around you, maybe you have something sweet with you? <laughs> Uh, it's just like, you know, I feel a little dizzy and maybe if I eat something sweet, I'll feel better. It would be good for the reading. So if anybody wants to share. And, the, and this lady with white hair, she lifted her hand and she said, I don't have anything sweet on me, but I just live across the road and I've, I've baked this cheesecake. And I thought, you know, cheesecake sounds kind of nice. So I said, like, maybe if you're not in a hurry, and maybe you can bring me a slice of cheesecake, and I'll be less dizzy, and you're all going to benefit from it. You're going to wait for five minutes, but, you know, it's going to be better. And, like, nobody said anything against it, you know. I'm not sure that they supported it, but nobody kind of said anything bad. And the lady went there, and when she came back, she was so nice that she, even though I asked for a slice, she took kind of the entire cake and she cut it to many slices. And she gave it to me on stage. And I thought, wow, like, you know, maybe like I can maneuver it into some, an act of generosity and you know, exploiting this woman's cake. And I said, wow, you know, this cake, it looks wonderful. And I tasted it and I said, it tastes wonderful. Would any of you want to have a piece? And nobody said anything. So I ate the entire cake on stage. <laughs> And I thought, you know, after eating a cake, you know, if I reopen the book, you know, then now it's gonna make sense. But then I thought to myself, why bother? <laughs> so I took the book and I threw it away. And I said to them, you know what? Like I thought, all the writers who come here, they do readings, but I'm gonna tell you something about life. And I told them something about life. I don't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> but the things that I did remember is that when I got back to the car, already kind of feeling more better, at least kind of balance-wise, you know, I didn't have to walk on my floor back to the car. <laughs> the guy there was very angry. And, they, and I said to him, eh, why are you angry? And he said, they told me it's a 60-minute event and I'm waiting for you for three hours. So I said, yeah, well, you know, I talked about, about, you know, life, and it's a very general kind of topic, so I, I got carried away. <laughs> and the guy kind of dropped me back home, and I, uh, and, you know, and I had a sleep, and when I woke up, I was sure that they're going to call this company, because this company does all the events, and they're going to tell them something, and I won't get any more gigs. And, uh, but I, I guess they didn't, because a month later, you know, they called me, and they did another one, and then I did a few more. Uh, but... Whenever somebody would say, how about you go to that town again, you know, I would always try to say, yeah, you know, I don't know, it's far away. Eh. <laughs> because it's really tough, you know, to do it. Uh, but actually, uh, when I met my wife, when she was still my girlfriend, she said, you should go there. You know, you should go there, you know, do a proper reading, you know, you have a bad name. So you should show them that sometimes you can be okay. <laughs>
And I said, okay, I'll do it. And, and I never prepare readings, but I kind of prepared everything, you know, all the jokes, you know, like faking stuff, like the book falls, I lift it, I tell a little joke, you know, I, I said, I'm going to show them, you know, that sometimes I can be okay. And, uh, and I went there, like, and, you know, and I walked up the stairs, <laughs> feeling very proud of myself, and I got on stage and I did this reading, you know, and everybody clapped, you know, and at the end, I see a woman coming, you know, to ask for an autograph. And this woman was the, the woman who brought me cheesecake, you know, <laughs> six years before. And, and uh, she came and I autographed the book and she said, uh, you know, the event tonight was really good. And I said, thank you. And she said, but the first one was much better. <laughs> thank you. Next week on Barefaced, death, drugs and dogs, in that order. I am devastated. I am so terrified that this dog is going to die just like my mum and dad did. And I think that if she dies, then I don't think that I can go on. And I have the worst night of my life. Barefaced stories are told live on a tiny stage. In a huge state. In a massive country. Where no one can hear you scream. Or laugh. Or cry. More Barefaced stories next week.